Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 13 of Revelation chapter 21. And we're still looking at verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Last time we were looking at uh, how mankind is faithless according to the Bible. But God is faithful. He is the faithful God. He is the faithful creator according to 1 Peter 4.19. And we'll see that that language also applies to the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, we're not surprised by that because the Lord Jesus Christ is God. And it says in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Now, it can be shown by the context here that this is Jesus. He is called Faithful and True, just as it says in Revelation 21.5 in our verse, Write, these words are true and faithful. What is true of the word of God, of the scripture, is true of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's true of God himself. He is both true and faithful. Now, God in Proverbs gives us an interesting statement in Proverbs 14. He says in Proverbs 14, verse 5, a faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. And I think I've mentioned previously how closely related truth and faithfulness are. That you, you can't be um, faithful if you don't have the truth. And likewise, you, you can't do the reverse either. And so here God is saying a faithful witness will not lie, which means he'll speak the truth. And truthfulness is a characteristic of faithfulness. And that's why there have been individuals, and and I'll just give an example we're all familiar with, such as Mr. Camping. Mr. Camping had a love for the truth. And and that's why on the open forum or on during his Bible studies, he would um, be very careful, very diligent, to make sure the things he was he was saying was true to the Bible, quite different than the um, apparent lack of concern that pastors have in our modern day. It, it seems the concern of the pastor is to be faithful to the confession or the creed of his particular church or denomination, but that was not the concern of Mister Camping 
nor is it the concern of any true believer. True believers are not trying to be faithful to what theologians wrote, what the reformers wrote. We don't, we don't have a concern to be faithful to Calvin and, and there are individuals like that, aren't they? They're Calvinists or they're Lutherans. They, they want to maintain integrity and faithfulness to the teaching of this theologian, maybe a faithful theologian insofar as that goes, but he's also a man with feet of clay. And that's why we cannot seek to obtain uh, to the status of another man uh, because we're certain to fall short because every man, according to the Bible, is a liar. So we don't trust men. We don't trust theologians, commentaries, confessions, creeds, the apostles' creed, or or no matter how historic or how it's lifted up by a church or denomination, we do not trust pastors or bishops or or elders or deacons or popes or anyone at all. We trust the Bible only, and the Bible is what we want to be faithful to. The child of God wants to speak the true word of God. We want to share the true word of God with other people. So the, the believer has a desire to be faithful, a faithful witness. Because that's the nature of the faithful witness, God himself. The faithful witness who is the Lord Jesus Christ. As we read in Revelation, in Revelation chapter 1, it says in verse 5, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Jesus Christ is the faithful witness. Now, uh, Proverbs 14.5 declares a faithful witness will not lie. Well, what did Jesus say of himself in John 14, verse 6? I am the way, the truth, and the life. In order to be the faithful witness, he is the truth. Truth and faithfulness go hand in hand. You can't separate them. You can't say, well, he's a faithful man, but he doesn't speak the truth. Or he's a truthful man, but he's not all that faithful. They go together. And and the faithful witness is Christ. And Christ is the embodiment of the word of God. Christ is the walking Bible, basically, when he walked amongst men in the world, when he entered into human history. Long ago, it was as though the Bible came to life. Here was the Word, the Word that was with God in the beginning, and the Word that was God, and the Word became flesh. And so there walked Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, we could say, in a fashion. There was the Word. The whole beautiful, glorious, perfect 
pure, holy word walking amongst men. The faithful witness and everything he spoke was true. They could find no fault in him, though they looked as closely as they could. Constantly they were trying to find fault, trying to catch him in his words, but he was faithful. He was a faithful witness. He spoke the truth with wisdom, and they could not capture, they could not snare him or trap him. And and he would go through the midst of them because that is the nature of Christ and it's the nature of the Bible. In Psalm 119, we read in verse 86, All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. All of God's commandments are faithful. We have the faithful word right before us, right in our own homes. If you want to know what is faithfulness, what am I to do to be faithful, read the Bible. Read the Bible and God will tell you and me and and the reader of the scripture what the dictates of faithfulness are. And God will will tell us on a daily basis, you want to be faithful today? Well, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Take up your cross today, and, and, and he'll guide us and direct us with his commandments. And that will be the perfect standard. And he will give us, if we are a true child of God, he has given it to us, a new heart and spirit and desire to do that perfect will of God and to seek to obtain to faithfulness. And the word of God is faithful. In Psalm 119, verse 138, Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. The the faithful word of God. And that's why when we read, as we do in this holy book, when we read of God's promise to Abraham long ago that you and your seed will receive this land for an everlasting possession. Faithful, faithful promises, faithful commandments, faithful scripture. And and God keeps reiterating it and saying it again. Then he, he uh, clarifies in Isaiah 65, And he speaks of creating a new heaven and a new earth and the seed will dwell therein and God's elect will long enjoy the work of their hands and the days of his elect will be as the days of a tree that is the tree of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. They'll they'll be eternal. They will live forevermore, which is part of God's promises. Remember as he... He um, states that in Hebrews chapter 9, he says in verse 15, And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. It's the Bible. It's It's the... A faithful word of God that tells you and me 
about eternal life. It's, it's not our idea. We didn't come up with this kind of plan. We didn't think, nor could we ever think, to develop something like this, where undeserving wretches, dirty, rotten sinners, who offend and rebel and shake their puny little fist at the Almighty, that God, in in his uh, abundant mercy and grace, determines to bestow unmerited gift of salvation to them and to give them eternal life and and to cleanse them from all sin, to take away their corrupt body and soul and equip them as new creatures with a new heart and spirit and a new resurrected spiritual body and place them in a new heaven and new earth. We certainly didn't think of all those things They come from the mind of God, out of the mouth of God, and God has spoken them, and he has declared them faithfully, according to the faithful commandment, he has said these things. And notice uh, what what we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 concerning the faithfulness of God. It says in First Thessalonians 5, verse 23 and 24, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Faithful is he who calls you, and more than that, he will also do it. Because if he didn't do it, he wouldn't be faithful. That's what faithfulness is. Faithfulness is, as was promised to Abraham, historically, your seed will be a stranger in a strange land, 400 years, and God to the very year. Actually, remember, it was the self-same day, 430 years later. But the first 30 years, they weren't afflicted. The promise was they would be afflicted 400 years. And then they came out, and God watched over them, made preparation through Moses, and at the precise time, delivered his people in faithfulness to his commandment, because he's concerned. It's not that we're concerned. It's not that men are even holding God accountable. Men men um, forget the promises of God. They, they fail to remember the things that God has spoken in his word, but he never forgets, and he never fails, and he brings them to remembrance, because he wants his people to know he is the faithful God that will perform the doing of it. Now that leads us to our next verse in Revelation 21. Notice again the end of verse 5. Right, for these words are true and faithful. Now in verse 6, And he said unto me, It is done. It is done. 
just as First Thessalonians 5 said, Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. And when you do something, it is done. And, of course, this, this is past. It's completed. It, it's been settled and accomplished and performed. The performance of it has been done. And that would take us back to the earlier verses of this chapter. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. It is done. And and then, as God says, he will uh, be their God, and the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and and he, uh, he and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. And then the Lord says He'll wipe away all tears, and no more crying, nor death, nor pain. It is done. It is finished and completed. The the God has performed His faithful word. He has spoken it. It took a period of time, yes, but still he watched after it. And in the precise period, the precise moment of time, according to his timetable of times and seasons, he performed it. And he uh, now declares it is done. Now, we might think, well, is this just referring to the new heaven and new earth? Actually, it's referring to all the promises of God. If we go to Matthew 26, Matthew 26, the Greek word translated as done, um, which is ginomai, 1096 in Strong's Concordance, is one of the more common Greek words found in the New Testament. So it, it's not the easiest word to look up when it's found hundreds of times. It, it's a lot easier when a word's used 10, 15, 20 times because you can see every place it's used. But, but actually here I think we, we will get the idea of what the Lord means in our verse in Revelation 21 verse 6 when he uh, pronounces it is done. Here in Matthew 26 beginning in verse 53. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? In that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out as against the thief with swords and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. There is a similar statement. It is the same Greek word, ginomai. All this was done in order to fulfill the scriptures. We read also in Mark 13, beginning in verse 28, Now learn a parable of the fig tree, when her branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is near. So ye, in like manner, when ye shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh, even at the doors. 
Verily I say unto you, that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And you see how um, we have that reference to heaven and earth passing away, but not the words of Christ. They will not pass away. And he also says that this generation, the generation of evil, shall not pass till all these things be done. And and that's the point that we're reading about in Revelation 21, 6. Heaven and earth has passed away. The, the commandments, the scriptures, the prophecies of God, the promises given through the word of God are now fulfilled. They are done. The heaven and earth is gone, but the word of God, the faithful word, continues on into eternity future with God and, and with the new heaven and new earth and with the, the created, newly formed people of God, the whole body of believers, continue on eternally forevermore, and it is done. Everything that God spoke in the Bible concerning this world, concerning um, his gospel program, every judgment God spoke, every word of salvation he spoke, the, the deliverance of his people, the rapture, the resurrection, the final destruction of all things with a burning fiery heat as the whole universe melts, and the annihilation of the wicked, and the removal of them so that they are no more. They cease to exist forevermore. And all has been performed once the heaven and earth passes away, and God creates the new heaven and new earth. It is done. It is done. The the Bible has finally been fulfilled. Every promise in the Bible has been fulfilled, completed. God is a faithful God. The Word of God is true and faithful altogether. It is done. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.